Hey guys, so glad you're here. Today's topic is a surprise. I haven't even told Rusty what it's gonna be about. So stay tuned. It's gonna be fun. Hello, folks. Oh, you jumped <laughs> in before me. You took a breath and I took it away from you. Hello, folks. <laughs> I remember. I actually remember. This is kind of weird that I would even remember this and that I would actually say this oh, on gosh. the air. But I could, you, when I you said I took a breath and you took yeah. it away, I remember you Did used I to mess. Did I take your breath away? You, you always take my breath, breath away. <laughs> but we used to mess around like when we would kiss. And you would sometimes go <gasps> like that while we were kissing and like <laughs> suck my breath out of me. <laughs> I don't know why I just remembered that, but me neither. Uh, That's funny. Do you remember doing I that? Do. Mm-hmm. That was when we were dating, like you know, thirty-four we years ago. We didn't kiss while we were dating. <laughs> That's no, I do, funny. I do. I remember, and you go <gasps> like that, and I go. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> And then you could genuinely say, I take your breath away. That's right. That's funny. That's funny stuff. Well, hello, folks. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant. We're glad to be back with you. This, are we doing lies of the, I mean, not lies that we believe about Uh marriage. So this is the fourth week in the, so part four in lies we believe about marriage. So please go back and check up, I mean, catch up on these because we've talked about three lies so far and not real sure how long this little mini-series is going to go on. Yeah. Might could be the last one. Who knows? But we, uh, we're we going to jump into number four today. I have no idea what we're talking about. So okay, you said so, I'm supposed to be excited, so I guess I'm excited. Yes. No, I said they're supposed to be excited. Oh. <laughs> Why are they excited? Uh, because it's going to be a good one. Okay, so here, I'm just going to be real life. I mean, put this out real life, okay? Y'all remember when you listened last week, we said we there was a storm and we were out of power and all of that. And we were at Rusty's office um, recording the um, podcast. Well, I'm just going to be real honest. We're still at Rusty's office recording, recording this one because he's going to be in Zimbabwe um, when our next podcast is going to air. So we didn't want to go a week without recording. So we just decided to record ahead. The reason why that's important is because I said, sat here while Rusty was editing his, um, editing the podcast, um, from last week. And I start, and I was just thinking, what are we going to talk about for next week? And I was thinking about the lies that, you know, that I'd kind of thought about, um, um, that people believe about, um, about marriage. And I thought, you know what? We're just going to do it. And I have not even told Rusty. So the reason why I, I, this was important that I tell you all that it's because literally because y'all wouldn't believe if it was really Sunday afternoon and we had not even talked about it but literally we have not talked about it so here it goes are you ready I guess the lie that people believe about marriage that we are going to dedu- discuss today is married sex is boring all right <laughs> Okay, mom and dad, turn it off because we're done. Um, Yeah, so marriage sex is boring. I think I've heard that. I have heard that many times um, in our dealings with couples. Um, And I think that that is a lie. 
I think that that is um, something that people um, believe and have maybe even experienced and have talked themselves into. And I think that that is false. Hmm. Man. I know. Are you so proud of me? <laughs> for picking this topic? Or are you scared? Are you scared? You know what? I don't get scared about a whole lot. So, <laughs> no, I'm not scared. No. No, I am not scared. Okay. But um, do you have three points in a sermon oh, and a shush. poem? I mean, three points in a poem? Or what are, what are, what are we doing here? Uh-uh. Where are we going? Uh-uh. There's, there's no poem. Um, although, in Scripture, when it talks about sex, he writes a poem. Yeah, well, Solomon does. Oh yeah. Look, if you think if you think that God expects for sex to be boring, then you should read Song of Solomon. Yeah. It is not boring. Mm-mm. Steamy. It's steamy. Steamy it's fun. For real. And you know, let's just go ahead and say that we believe and and the reason we believe this is scripture is very clear that that God's design for sex is supposed to be one man, one woman for life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have not um, followed that example that God gave us, there, don't be ashamed. Like, don't, don't live in shame. Like, if you um, had sex before marriage with your future spouse or with somebody else, um, of course, there's going to be things that you have to work through and there's consequences of that and there's hard discussions with your spouse and all of that. But but shame and guilt is not from the Lord. So don't live in that. So as we talk about uh, married sex, um, it's not something that you have to look back and think, oh, I should have done this differently. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not like don't don't camp there. Um, Rusty and I were actually both virgins when we were married, when we got married. Um, our honeymoon night was one of the funniest nights Mm -hmm. of my life. Well, let's also say, so people will know that we are very normal people. It wasn't easy. No. And it was funny because I listen, you know, I listened to Levi and Jenny Lusco Mm -hmm. and listen to Mm -hmm. their podcast and stuff. And they've been talking about dating the last couple of weeks. And they said that they they were as well. They were virgins. And they made the comment and said, it wasn't easy. And there were quite a few close calls. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can attest to that. And I'm like, hey, tell it like it is. That's and I'm right. glad. I'm That's glad right. to hear. I mean, yes, because we were extremely attracted to each other. Sure. And that was like really, really yeah, hard. And we dated for seven years. Yes. That was tough stuff. Tough stuff. Tough. So, yes, we're Sorry, normal. That's and not yet, what we're talking about no. today. And, but and it goes with it. It goes does. With. It does. And so if there's anything in that, in, in your in your past. And so my point of saying that we were both virgins was not to brag, but to say, but then I went and screwed that up 10 years later, 15 years later, where, you know, I would love to sit here and say that we were each other's onlys, you know, and be able to talk through that and the joy of that. Um, But so if anybody can speak to getting past sin and shame and guilt and 
um, the enemy saying, you know, you, you're not deserving of this, then I can speak to that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't before marriage, but same, same concept, same concept. So yes, there are some things that you have to deal with. Um, if, if you've, um, slipped up and messed up and had sex before marriage with your, um, spouse, then we get it. We get it. And don't beat yourself up about that. And don't, don't, sit there well it's it's just because we have to we all have to recognize that we're all sinners and that doesn't justify it or make it okay it's just that you know you can choose to sit and live in the sin and shame or you can accept the grace that God gives and realize that through repentance and life change that you can walk in freedom as a new person. And that doesn't mean that there's not going to be consequences or hard things, like you said, um, but it means that you can start fresh and you can start over. And I would say that even to the couple that's out there, uh, because, look, we people that are, there's a lot of, attraction to us from people that have similar stories Mm -hmm. and our story you guys have heard it but I mean we were like the perfect the perfect couple and the perfect marriage and the two kids and serving together and all that and then you know we were our world was rocked uh, by an affair and so you know even as great as our marriage is now and even our physical life, as great as it is now, like even just hearing you say that, it's like a knife to Absolutely. the heart to me. Sure. You know, to know that like that was like that was just thrown away. Right. But that's I think that's why it's so great that you people listen to us yeah. because it's like all right, what else? What do you got to throw at us? Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. are you? What are you going to throw at us that says that? Oh, you don't understand. No, we understand. You right. know, and so it may not be exactly like your situation, mm-hmm. but we understand. And so we we have a survey that we do, and that people have been writing in, and they, you know, if you haven't ever filled out that survey, you can actually find it on our website, um, theredeemedmarriage.com. Down at the bottom, there's actually a link to the survey. We'd love for you to fill that out if you haven't done it already. So many of you have done it, and I can't tell you how many of the ones that say what they want to listen to is physical intimacy, sexual intimacy after betrayal or after an affair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just a lot of people that can't get past it. Mm -hmm. And so... That's another thing. We just want to give you some hope that you can, your sex life can walk in redemption. Right, right. Along with everything else. That's right, that's right. And I know that's not, I just, you just took my breath away. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure I did. That's just what that was. <laughs> I had a gurgle of some sort. Um, and I know that wasn't necessarily, like, like that's not the topic, but yeah. I think that you, you also... You kind of have to get to this place of, like, if if something is not right in your with your physical life, your sex mm-hmm. life, if there's something, you know, if there's been pornography addiction in the past, if there's been some sort of infidelity, if there's been, you know, premarital 
mm-hmm. sex and issues, you know, all of that. It's like you kind of have to get to this place where you're willing to walk in redemption and you're willing to say we're going to start mm-hmm. fresh. And then from that point, yeah, you can just completely demolish this lie that married sex is boring. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's where I want to go today um, is forward in that. I do think that we need to put a pin in um, doing a topic about what you just talked about because there's so much to unpack there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, with the pornography, with the infidelity, all of the, you know, getting your physical relationship back after one of those two things happens. I mean, seriously, I could talk for an hour on on just that Mm -hmm. um, because that was a hard journey for us um, in that. Um, So I, I would love to revisit that. But I do want to talk about today because we're in this series talking about lies that married sex is boring because that is not true. You know, you hear, I I can think specifically about um, shows like Friends and, you know, things like that where they say, okay, but I mean, you know, are you ready to just have sex with one person for the rest of your life? You know, they make it this big deal Mm -hmm. um, that it's gonna, you know, be boring that, you know, that you run out of things to do and you learn each other so much that the excitement is gone and all of that. And, and that's where I want to, uh, want to spend the rest of our time in knowing, um, and talking about the fact that it's not, that it's not boring. So since I'm the one that came up with this topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> I shall continue to talk and <laughs> you just, you just, um, um, join in whenever you want to. All right. So I wanted to kind of spend the first little while talking about how to make sex not boring in your um, married life and some of the, you know, things to think about. And, you know, I'm not a step one, step two, step three um, person, but just some general things. And then I want to briefly talk about some things that I know that people try to bring into their marriage to make it more exciting that may actually be damaging Hmm. um, to your Yeah sex life so um we have all heard that um that women are uh ovens and men are microwaves um we've said that before on here and in general that is true Mm -hmm. um that men can um get there really fast and don't have to have much um foreplay foreplay thank you for that word but women need a little bit more Um, you talked about Jenny and Levi Lusco, and I love the example that they give in their book about building a fire, Mm -hmm. you know, that you, um, Levi said, I I don't know, I don't remember which one said that the, you know, when you're married, the, the fire is already built the big stuff, but the, for sex, but you have to add in the little things like kindling and paper and Mm -hmm. things throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And so I know that for, um, for most men and please, let's just go ahead and say, this is most, this is not, I'm not putting all men in one category and all women in another. Mm -hmm. This is just kind of in general, um, that women just need a little bit more, love and attention Mm -hmm. um, to get to that point, whether that be text, you know, throughout the day. I'm just saying, I'm thinking about you. I love you. 
um, helping out around the house. Um, all of those things. I mean, I'm just speaking for me. I find those things very attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, and makes me fall in love and makes me want to be more intimate with you. Um, when those things are done, because I feel loved when Mm -hmm. you do those things. And so it makes me want to love you well. Um, and so you got anything you want to say about that general thing that women take a little longer than men? No. And the thing is, I think that there's, there are tools out there that people, you know, and suggestions that people make. And, you know, you got to be careful saying there's tools out there when we're talking about (laughs) sex. I was like, whoa, we're going there. (laughs) So like, I think, I just think about how, um, you know, Ted Cunningham is one of our favorites Mm -hmm. and he is such a great communicator on marriage. And he talks about how they have, um, it's like a candle. I think it's actually a crock pot candle of some sort, but it's like, you know, because we say women are like crock pots, mm-hmm. you know, it takes takes a while. And so they'll actually light this thing in the morning and it just sort of is a signal of, and I don't know if they do this all the time. This, it, this is a communicator that gives examples of things sure. that people can do. But that is one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, here's a heads up. You know, what is it that, that you can do or that you need to do to kind of give your spouse a heads up so that they're thinking about it throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is like that, but you and your spouse can talk about it and and determine, you know, what are the things? Is it, do, does your spouse need to know at eight o'clock in the morning just so they can think about it all day and be Mm -hmm. ready? Or, you know, is there something that you, you know, is there some code word or something fun, you know, and I'm just saying like, these are the kind of things that, why do we not talk about it? You know, just talk about it. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every time. Well, that's because for a woman, it's not the same thing every time. Let's be honest. And that's true. Because here's the thing. If you told me. That if I want to have sex at night, that at eight o'clock in the morning, I have to tell you I'm, I want to do it that night. There's 186 things that could happen during the day that would get me off track for that. Right. So like that kind of makes me a little anxious, Mm -hmm. but, but let me say if we know, hey, um, we have one kid at college and one kid's going on a date night with his girlfriend and I know we're going to have the house to ourselves, then I would, I am fine with saying, hey, we have an empty house tonight. Mm-hmm. Like putting that in your mind. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the let me light a candle and because that's almost like a promise. Mm-hmm. And that's and you have told me numerous times, oh, yeah. don't tell me we're going to do something and then don't <laughs> because that's. That's disheartening, right. and it feels like a jab. Well, my whole point in that is that everybody is a little, everybody's different. Right. So I'm just saying that you need to find out exactly. what it is that your spouse needs and wants. And, right. you know, maybe it's not, maybe your spouse is not like most, mm-hmm. you know, spouses, mm-hmm. and you need to do something different. Maybe they are you just say the word in 30 seconds and right. we're, you know, ready it, to go. But again, that's where just the communication. And I just don't understand why something this important, but we struggle with it too. So Absolutely. I'm not saying that we don't. Sure. We struggle having conversation about it yep. because it's, I mean, 
I don't know why, but it's just an uncomfortable subject sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we have great conversation about it, um, but it isn't it isn't the easiest thing. And I'm just saying for something that God created it, He wants it to be amazing. He wants it to be the glue that holds That's you right. and your spouse together, and He wants it to be fun. I mean, there's a whole book in the Bible that talks about how much fun right. it is. And so you put all that together and it's like, well, A, why do we not do it? You know, why do people not do it more often? Mm -hmm. Why is it not more a center of marriage? And then B, why do we not talk about it more often? And so all of that, I think you put it together and it's like, well, that's all of that stuff makes it difficult, which also makes people think, well, married sex is just boring. Right, right. And... You know, you have the different seasons when you have, you know, little children in the house or, or, you know, I was talking to a friend not too long ago that said, we're just now getting into that stage where the children don't just walk in our room. Mm-hmm. Like they don't stay in their beds. And, you know, you have the teenagers that come in from a date and they're like, oh, I need to talk to you, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're, you know, just walking in our room and, yeah. and, and gone are the days where they're in their beds all night. I or, saw something the other day. This is funny. I saw something the other day that said Vaseline is the key to good sex. Put it on that doorknob and the kids cannot right. get in the door. <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, funny. Okay. But, you know, so there's seasons. Like, we, we can't, we're not, like, we've been through them. We know what, that they, well, what those yeah, seasons there's are. there's some seasons when you're just completely exhausted. Sure. I mean, all of that. Like, where you have little ones at home, I can literally remember saying to you, don't need me, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been pawed at and needed all day long, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and, and if you're the spouse that gets to go to work, and like and be gone all day and wanting to come back and expect like be sensitive to that and know that that season's not going to last forever but one of the main points that I wanted to say during this time is if you I wish somebody had told me this earlier sex is about loving your spouse well it is about serving your spouse it's not about what you can get, but what you can give. Hmm. And I think that that is a, I, I think that there are people going, I've never heard that before. Because, because what the world teaches us is sex is all about our pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's to make us feel good. Um, but if you think of it as a serving your spouse, um, and doing things um, for them, then it's just such, it's almost like a gift that you're giving them. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we keep that in our minds as God's design um, for us to enjoy our spouse and to make it a beautiful thing for them, then I think that it's easier for us to um, serve well. Well, and I wonder too if there's, you know, and again, I mean, I'm a guy and I'm one of those that I'm like anytime, anywhere, that sort of thing. And you are more like probably the average woman where you, I mean, there are times where it's done because you're wanting to show me love. Right. But 
I mean, I wonder how many of those times do is it after it's over, do you think, gosh, I wish we hadn't done that? None. Yeah, exactly. None. Yeah. I mean, we always think, um, why don't we do that more often? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so and 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 there are times where I think um that that I say I'm going to love him well by doing this and then it always ends up being wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't times where I just am like I want to make this great for you. Sure. And I just do that for you as a as a gift to you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we've had that conversation right. and you know my heart behind that. Right. And so that that's part I mean, that's part of it for mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. No, are are you gonna transition into this to the other thing that you yes. mentioned? Okay, do you want to do that right now? Not Trans- if you have something else you want to say. No, because I was going to kind of help with yes, the transition. I was, because I was ready to w- transition. Because what I was going to say, and this doesn't have to be, this part doesn't have to be long. Uh, this can be a quickie. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Those are fun, too. And <laughs> I, I mean, they're just fun. Like, we have well, 10 minutes before... Yeah. So and so gets home, you yeah. know. Well, what I was fun. gonna say is, people people think uh, the lie is that it's boring because it becomes comfortable, mm-hmm. and like what you said when when uh, you know, like on the TV shows when they're like, "Oh, are you ready to just have one person?" Well, that's the part that you should think of it is that's what makes it amazing because now it's this one person that forever you get to figure it out that's right and they know you better than anybody you know them but I can tell you this you never really figure them out Mm -hmm. and then the the other beauty of that is when you're talking about boring like it's just you and your spouse and honestly the boundaries and the things like that's what you put into place and you agree on. Mm-hmm. And because otherwise, like I think that people even sometimes think that Christian marriages are just stiff and mm-hmm. no, like God wants us to enjoy that. And so there's things that, I mean, that's what makes it fun because for the rest of your life married to your spouse, you can make suggestions. Hey, mm-hmm. you want to try this? Mm-hmm. And look, if your spouse is like, yeah, mm-hmm. then awesome. But there's also things where you were going where if you're, I mean, there may be something that, that your your spouse is not comfortable with, mm-hmm. then you don't do it. That's right. Period. Mm-hmm. And there's things that I think people out there, they try to experiment and throw things in because they feel like their sex life has gotten boring. Mm-hmm. And look, if your spe- sex life has gotten boring and then you just aren't, you just aren't very, you're not trying. You ain't very imaginative. Or creative. <laughs> or creative. But I think that there are people that get into uh, situations where they're like, we got to do something different to spice things mm-hmm. up. And it could be something that could be very damaging to your marriage. So yes, I know absolutely. That's what yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I love that you said if your spouse is comfortable with it, then it's probably a go. 
unless it is something that can harm your marriage. Like, you know, is it weird to do like examples of like, like outfits or right sex toys or dress up like Batman, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? I I heard uh, Jimmy Evans, who's a big speaker of marriages. I mean, exo marriages is like probably the most well known, and he said something about. He was talking about married sex, and he was like, I mean, if you want to put on the Batman costume, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Or lingerie, or, you know, I mean, any of that stuff. Like, these are things that um, just make it more exciting and fun and different, but it's still honoring. Hear that word, honoring. You have to honor your spouse in the marriage bed. It has to, and you have to honor God right. in the marriage bed. Do, you know, play, um, worship, not, it doesn't have to be worship music. Um, playlist is what I was trying to say. Mm. Um, playlist music, things that, you know, make it fun, have at it. But there are other things, and we ha- we get asked questions yeah. specifically about these things um, that are, it's like, oh, is this okay in marriage? And these are things that can be damaging to your marriage um, and and you end your relationship to the Lord because mm-hmm. it brings shame yeah. and it brings guilt because it's not from the Lord. Pornography never has a place in the marriage bed. Yeah, and there there are people out there, good people, mm-hmm. that would argue Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And we're just telling you from our, because, because the way I see it is if you are, if you invite anyone into your sexual relationship mm-hmm. besides your spouse, mm-hmm. then you're stepping across a line. You're right. stepping across a boundary that you, you're you playing with fire. Right. And I believe that pornography is that. Absolutely. It's because inviting somebody else into your marriage. And I would even venture to say, I was fixing to say, there may not be anybody who's listening to this that, would invite a person, a physical person, but I, 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 I'm wrong. There, there's got to oh, be somebody. There's plenty of people listening right. that are thinking I'm going to bring in a three-way or we're going to do have sex with um, different spouses, you know, like invite another couple in and switch around. No, that is not God's design. Right. It is not, it is going to destroy your marriage. So, um, but pornography is, but that's what I was going to say. But pornography is doing that because you are giving, and this is more for men, but, but women hear me say that men, they are going to imagine the person that they are viewing on the, on the TV screen or the computer screen instead of you mm-hmm. and what they're looking at on the tv screen is not real yeah. like it is it is made up it is not even i mean it's real people but they are being made to be in that situation they're being paid to be in that situation and it's not it is not something that is was created by god to um for them to experience mm-hmm. so Viewing that, even if you're doing it together, even if you're like, hey, let's just watch these people have sex so we can get in the mood. 
you are inviting the enemy into your bedroom Mm -hmm. and into your sex life. Well, and we also know that when you take steps in that direction, it's never enough. Then you then you need a little bit more. Need another step and another step. That's right. And look. God designed your spouse to satisfy you, Mm -hmm. and you don't need anyone or anything else. And so you stick to that, and God will help you to make it something that can just be amazing and beautiful and fun and all of that stuff. And, I mean, even when you get older, like it can get better and like don't believe the lie. That's what we're trying to tell you. Don't believe the lie that it's boring or as you get older, it gets, you know, it's not, it's just routine or whatever. It doesn't have to be. And so, you know, find if you need, look, the main thing is talk about it. Mm-hmm. And if you need some help mm-hmm. in how do I talk about it, there are great ministries out mm-hmm. there that give. And some of the things, look, I'm going to be honest, there are things out there that like for for and they're they're great. There's nothing wrong with them. They're godly people that put them out. But Heather and I sometimes look and we're like, "Ah, well, that's not for us." Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that that it may be something that is for you and you mm-hmm. need that and you need it to to help and to to um, spark some conversation and things like that. And so whatever to get you talking about it with your spouse. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, talk about it. Like, talk about some of the things that you would enjoy and some of the things that um, turn you on. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about those things. Like, okay, let's just put it out there. You're a boob guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. There probably most men are. There's leg men, there's butt men. I get it. But most men are boob guys. Please just look at your own wife's boobs. Yes. For sure. Don't look at other people's boobs. And if you're a woman listening to me, keep your boobs for your husband. Mm-hmm. Don't show them to other people. Nobody wants to see that. Well, plenty of people want to see it. But those are for your spouse. Mm. Look, there. Because I threw it out there that you're a boob guy. No, because I'm not really sure if you ever listen. Because I think I told you that um, Jenny Lusco preached recently. And she talked about that. About boobs? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear it. Yes. Y'all need to go listen. Everybody needs to go listen. Well, I did not listen. and the, But the reason why I brought that up is because, A, I know you're a boob guy, and, B, I've had a double mastectomy. That's right. So that was a hit. Yeah. That was a hit. I mean, I have two ginormous scars across my breast and fake nipples. <laughs> like <laughs> We're just that, telling it I all I mean, that's today. a hit yeah. to, to the self-confidence. But you're still a boob guy. And you love me just the way that I am. And for me to be able to say, like, you don't have to tell me that you love me just the way I am. You have done a beautiful job showing that, showing me that and telling me that and demonstrating that to me. And so, men, I'm challenging you. Your wife should feel most loved by you. And your wife should feel like she is enough, whether she has two huge scars and fake nipples or not. You 
need to love your wife in a way that she knows that. Wives, you need to do the same thing for your man. He needs to know that he is enough for you. He needs to know how special he is and how even if you're just making him feel loved by serving him in that way, we are called to do that. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up because we went much longer than we normally do, but that's okay. Everybody likes to talk about this, right? Or maybe not. Um, (laughs) But I will say there is a great resource that will spark the interest in talking if Mm -hmm. if you don't know what to say or how to do it. There is a resource that we got several years ago from Ted Cunningham. It was called the it was it's a menu but it's basically it gives questions and it starts with like appetizer questions mm-hmm. which are a little bit you know not tame. so yeah, pretty tame and then it gets a little bit more serious but it was so helpful to us to be able to just talk about what we enjoyed what we wanted what we liked and so if you're listening to this and you stayed on here for the almost 40 <laughs> minutes that we've oh talked my gosh, about this, I'm so sorry. then we want you, you can reach out to us. You can email us. You can send us a direct message through social media. I think that... we can, but okay, I'm not, we'll try. We'll try. But okay. if not, just reach out to us and say, hey, send that along to us. We would yep. love to see that. Okay. Last thing, because okay. I know we have to go. If you're still listening to this right now, my man is in Zimbabwe camping. Pray for him. Pray for him and pray for the team that is there, and I would appreciate that. So true. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.